In a far-off kingdom, there lived a royal family, and they had a son who was their only child. He was the pride of the whole kingdom, obedient and dutiful, as courteous in the ceremonies of the royal palace as he was kind to the people who were his subjects. He was beloved of all, with a reputation for wisdom and fairness, and a blessing to the realm which bore him. As he grew to manhood, there was great stir and excitement in the kingdom over who should be his bride, which famed maiden beauty would catch his eye and bear him an heir to the throne. His parents searched the land for a suitable girl, anticipating with joy the day when they would be grandparents and see their line of kings continue in strength and prosperity. But the prince, it seemed, had his mind on other things. His only pleasure was for the hunt. Whenever the opportunity arose, he would travel to the dense forests of the kingdom with his bow slung across his shoulders and chase deer and boar. His porters would carry his trophies back to the royal palace for the banquet table, or if the royal kitchens had food to spare, he would make a gift of his bounty to the household servants. So he chose none of the lovely girls brought to him, sometimes with great fanfare and ceremony, sometimes laden with priceless jewels and lavish dowries from the noble houses and families of the kingdom. Sometimes his parents supposed that he rejected a girl because she was too short or too tall, too fat or too thin, too blonde or too dark, had the wrong colour of eyes, had a voice too high or too deep, was too shy or too presumptuous. But no matter what vision of loveliness they brought before him, however prized by the noble knights and bachelors of the realm, the prince cared not a whit for any of them, for his mind simply could not be distracted from the hunt. We so much wish for you to be married. His parents would say to him when he returned from a day in the forest, We long to see you have a child. You will need an heir. They even prevailed on his friends to intercede on their behalf. But he paid no heed. My only desire is to go hunting. He said, I will never marry. So in this one matter alone, he disobeyed his parents year after year. One day, when he was alone in the forest, he saw a splendid buck sleeping peacefully beside a brook. A handsome creature of noble brow, its antlers majestic and strong. Aha! thought the prince, what a prize this buck will make for me. He deftly raised his bow, slotted an arrow across its string, and lined up the prey before him. Settling his breath, he drew the arrow back. But before he could shoot, there was a movement in the bushes ahead of him. He paused to see what it was, when out of the greenery there stepped a pretty doe, her eyes big and brown, who quietly approached the still sleeping buck. The prince kept very still, trying not to be observed. Splendid, he thought, when this deer is close enough to the other, I shall kill both with one arrow. Again, the prince aimed his bow even more carefully than before, not wishing to scare the deer that was awake. He watched attentively as the doe approached the buck, eagerly awaiting his chance to kill the two together. He did not have to wait long, for now the doe brought her head down to the sleeping one, and, to the prince's surprise, began tenderly to lick the face of her companion. The prince, poised with his bow, kept watching. There was something in the loving manner of the doe that made him pause.
I shall wait a few moments to see what happens, he thought, and then I'll let them have it. The gentle tongue of the deer woke the buck, who slowly lifted his head from slumber. Then, to the prince's wonderment, the male deer licked the face of the doe. What miracle is this? thought the prince. Can two beasts feel such love for one another?